What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Monday, August 30th. Man, I hope all you guys have a nice, enjoyable, productive, and successful week. Hopefully, all you guys are doing good out there, man. As always, we are still in the middle of a pandemic, so please wash your hands as much as possible to keep the virus from getting on your hands, and especially your face. Anytime you are outside, please wear a mask whenever you are surrounded by a large group, crowd, or gathering. And lastly, but certainly not least, because it is the end of the summer, but it is still summertime nonetheless, please, please, please go outside and get some ultraviolet rays on your skin because I promise you the sun kills all viruses and the coronavirus is not excluded from that list. And as always, we are still demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. We are still demanding justice for Elijah McClain. We are still demanding justice for Jacob Blake. And we're going to continue to demand justice for anybody out there that has been a victim of police brutality or even worse, police murders because it simply needs to and it must stop point blank period. And also, man, I'm sending all my love, my light, my prayers, and hopefully protection to all the people that are suffering through the effects of Hurricane Ida, man, down there in Louisiana. And I think it was parts of Mississippi, if I read the news correctly, man. Again, it's tragic that people are going through that, especially because we're in a pandemic, and especially for that community who's already been through a big time, you know, tropical storm going back to Hurricane Katrina. But I'm just hoping everybody gets to safety. I'm hoping everybody evacuates their cribs. And if you have or know anybody that is going through that and you're nearby, please do not be shameful and give them some help. Please look out for those people. They need our help more than any time right now throughout their lifetime. And so please just be kind to other people as they go through this, you know, tragic tropical storm, man. Again, sending all my love, light protection and prayers down to the people of Louisiana and parts of Mississippi, man. But Let's get right into today's topic at hand. So, last Wednesday, Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers got a huge commitment out of one of the most generational high school basketball players and transcendental high school basketball players we have had in a very long time. A lot of people say he's the most generational basketball prospect out of high school since LeBron James. I think he's kind of more comparable to Kevin Durant. Even though KD didn't get that much hype coming out of high school, I get it. But Imani Bates committed to none other than Penny Hardaway in the Memphis Tigers program last Wednesday. He's a 6'9 power forward out of Ypsilanti, Michigan. He actually played this past year for Ypsilanti Prep, which is a program that his father actually came up with, where he averaged 24.6 points per game, 6.6 rebounds per game, 2.4 assists per game, and 1.6 steals per game. For those of you that don't know who Imani Bates is, to be honest, you should. But just to fill you guys in, man, again, he's 6'9", he's from Ypsilanti. This dude literally epitomizes the phrase, wired to score. If you've ever heard that term or phrase, wired to score, Imani Bates epitomizes that phrase to a T. He can score from anywhere on the court. He reminds me a lot of Kevin Durant. I'm not going to say he is the next Kevin Durant because that's honestly putting a lot of pressure on him for no reason, but he plays similar to Kevin Durant when it comes to just scoring from all over the court, the fadeaways, the ability to score over double teams, the shot selection, the one-legged shots, just the, the ability to score, man. He is just built to score. He can score from anywhere on the court, and he will be taking his talents to Bluff City this upcoming season to play in college basketball. Now, this was an end to a very long and strange recruitment because as a Michigan State fan, Imani Bates did actually commit to Michigan State last year, 
and then he decommitted sometime last year. I think it might have been earlier this year. I forget the timeline of the pandemic throwing me off, but he was once committed to Michigan State. He decommitted. You know, Michigan State was his dream school, but then things changed. A lot of people thought he was going to go and play in for the overtime elite or possibly play in the NBA G League program. And last Wednesday, he made it official that he will be playing college basketball season. He will be playing in this upcoming college basketball season in the 2021-2022 season. And even earlier this month, which is the month of August, which has been a pretty good month for Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers program, they also got the commitment of Jalen Duran. For those of you guys that don't know, Jalen Duran, just like Imani Bates, was one of the top players in all of high school basketball. He was actually originally, just like Imani, in the class of 2022. They both decided to reclass in the, to the class of 2021, so they will be playing college basketball this upcoming season. But Jalen Duran is a seven-footer. He's an animal. I actually talked about him a couple weeks ago committing to Memphis. He's a beast, and he's a perfect center for this Memphis Tigers team. And it's funny because he actually has a relationship with Imani Bates because they played together for Team Final for, I think, a tournament, maybe two tournaments. And Team Final is actually a team based out of that Northeast area, Delaware specifically. And they actually ended up winning Peach Jam where I seen Imani Bates play. And Jalen Duran and Imani Bates have a really good relationship. So I think that relationship also played a small but key factor in getting Imani Bates to Memphis as well. But for Penny to get these two guys is honestly very interesting and intriguing because let's actually rewind a little bit back to last season. So last season, the Tigers finished their season off with a record of 20-8 and overall. They went to the NIT tournament. They ended up winning the NIT against Mississippi State. And since then, they have lost a ton of players to the transfer portal from Boogie Ellis, who's now at USC, Damian Ball, who's now at TCU, Musa Cisse, who's now at Oklahoma State, and DJ Jeffries, who is now at Mississippi State. But for as much talent as they lost to the transfer portal, they added some pretty good talent too. And they returned a ton of talent too from last year. And that's why I've actually been pretty high on this team because of the experience that they're bringing back. The first guy is Landers Nolly, who I'm very high on. He's a big time player. He's about six, seven ish. He's from Atlanta. He started off his collegiate career at Virginia Tech. And he is just a true, true player. You also get back DeAndre Williams, who I think was their best player from last season's team who transferred over from Evansville. You then get Lester Quinones, who's a knockdown three-point shooter. He's actually a really good rebounder from the guard spot. You then bring back Malcolm Dandridge, who's a pretty good power forward, who's actually, I think, from Memphis and played for Penny at um, East High School, which is in Memphis, and he's going to be good. He's been playing through a lot of games. As a junior, he should have a lot of experience and a lot of just veteran leadership. And then you also bring back Alex Lomax, too. Alex Lomax has been through the fire. He's played with Penny as well, and I think he could be a cool, calm, and collective presence for the Tigers as well. And so for the transfers, because they do bring in a whole bunch of talented transfer players, the first one being Earl Timberlake. Earl Timberlake is from the DMV. He spent one season for Jim Laranega in Miami in the ACC. He is now at Memphis. He's been dealing with some injury problems, but hopefully he can get off to a good start and hopefully has a healthy season this year. They also bring in Chandler Lawson, who is a native of Memphis and the Lawson family. If you're from Memphis, you know that family very, very well because they have a long history of basketball success. Chandler actually played, I think, his first two seasons at Oregon under Dana Altman in the Pac-12. Then you bring back Tyler Harris. Tyler Harris is an interesting one because... He played his first two seasons of his collegiate career at Memphis, and then he transferred last year and played at Iowa State in the Big 12, and now he will be coming back to finish off his collegiate career playing with the Tigers. And then the interesting thing 
on top of all the returners, the transfers that they're bringing in, on top of Imani Bates and Jalen Durant coming in, they also have a pretty good recruiting class in the class of 2021 that features guys like Josh Minow, Sam Ayumide, John Camden, and Jonathan Lawson, who again is a part of that Lawson family that are natives of Memphis, Tennessee. And then, to put the cherry on top, you also bring in none other than Larry Brown. I don't care how you feel about Larry Brown, but in my eyes, Larry Brown is one of the greatest basketball minds the game has ever had. He's 80 years old. He's had plenty of success from the NBA level to the NCAA level, the collegiate level. And then you also bring in Rasheed Wallace. The she, you get Rasheed Wallace on this coaching staff, and he's going to push all of these players. But specifically, Monty Bates and Jalen Duran, I think he's going to help both those guys out in a lot of ways because Rasheed Wallace was a really good player when he went to North Carolina and he was a really good player especially in the NBA too so I think he could be huge when it comes to developments of Imani Bates and Jalen Duran and so when I look at this team man Penny Hardaway is going to have so many possibilities and so many different things to test out and experiment with this team and it's going to be interesting because I've been seeing a lot of reports about some reasons why Imani Bates actually committed to Memphis and he was saying because you know how great of a player Penny Hardaway was and he could unlock some things that Imani's been trying to do and it's funny because I watched Imani play a couple months ago at the Peach Jam which is a big time tournament at the AU level and Imani has actually developed into a much better playmaker than I thought he was and I gave him credit for it and I actually love that a lot for his game because I think that's the next jump that he needs to take when it comes to the evolution of his game is being able to get his teammates more involved you know being a better playmaker and just attacking the rim more putting more pressure on the rim and not settling for jump shots as much as he does and so I think as he plays for a guy like Penny Hardaway if you remember Penny Hardaway if you were old enough I was not but I actually do go back and watch his highlights from time to time this dude was special, especially before he got hurt and his body failed him. When he was at his peak and his body did him right, Penny Hardaway was on the trajectory to being one of the greatest point guards the game had ever seen. Like, he was that good. He was explosive. He was dynamic. He could score from pretty much anywhere. He was a dime dropper. He was just a pure point guard, but he was 6'8". And I think he could help Imani base out a lot because... Amani is a pretty good playmaker, but I know it's another level that Penny Hardaway could take him to. And he sees the game. They both see the game from two different perspectives. But once Imani starts to soak in the knowledge that Penny Hardaway is giving him, that can do wonder for his game. Because it's different when you're seeing the game from a perspective as a wing and a bucket getter. But once you're seeing the game as a point guard, the things start to slow down. You start to see things happen differently. You know where to get your guys open spots at. You know where the defense is going to be. And I just think getting a guy like that is going to do wonders for Imani-based development. Again, I'm a Michigan State fan, but I do understand truthfully that I think Penny Hardaway is better for the development of Imani Bates than Coach Izzo would have been just because of that relatability factor. And it's not a knock to Michigan State because I love my Spartan dogs and I know it's going to be some Spartan fans out there that are kind of you know mad about that, but it's just the truth. So I think what Penny could do for Imani is wonderful. And again, just going back to this team, man, like they just have so much talent between guys like Landers Nolly, DeAndre Williams, Lester Cronones, like even without Jalen Durant and Imani Bates, I thought Memphis would be a top 20 team in the country and they could be a team that make it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. But now that you add a guy like Jalen Duran, I thought they could be Elite 8 slash Sweet 16 good. And then you add Imani Bates and on paper, this team has all the tools to make it to the Final Four. Now, I'm not going to say they're Final Four or bust just because one, Penny has yet to make it to the Final Four and two, 
Getting to the Final Four is not as easy as college basketball fans like to make it seem. It is extremely difficult and tough to get to the Final Four, especially because we know the nature of the NCAA tournament is based upon teams upsetting other teams on a daily basis and a regular basis. So I can't just say it's Final Four or bust because that's not fair. And he has to get to the NCAA tournament in the first place, and that's a tough thing to do too. But I do love this team, and I love the non-conference you know, schedule that they have set out. They play a couple good teams, but you know, the two most important teams are actually both from the SEC. The first one is Tennessee, and we know that in-state rivalry is a legit, real rivalry. Those fans from those independent fan bases from the Vols and the Tigers fan bases, they do not like each other. And even Rick Barnes and Penny Hardaway, they don't like each other, so I cannot wait for them two teams to match up. And then they play Alabama, and Alabama, another team out the SEC, I think is a top five team in the country. So I think that's going to be a big-time test for Penny Hardaway, Imani Bates, and the rest of this Memphis Tiger team because Alabama, to me, is a super tough team. Nate Oates had a wonderful season last year for the Crimson Tide, and I think, honestly, like that's going to be a huge test to see how well Memphis stacks up against the rest of the top teams in the country. So honestly, I'm just like excited for this team. And if you're a Tiger fan, you should be elated for the type of talent that Penny has brought in. Now, the biggest concerns that I have, because since Penny has been at Memphis for, I think, well, like the past three years now, I think he's going into his fourth season this upcoming year. The biggest issue has been their offense. The defense has been fine, even though they kind of play like an AU team when it comes to full court pressing and traps. They play zone sometimes. They play man-on-man defense sometimes. But on offense, has been where the real struggles have been. And I think a big part of that is just because he allows his players to have a little bit too much freedom. Freedom is a good thing, especially if you watch the Baylor Bears on their run to the national championship last year. You know, Scott Drew did a pretty good job of letting his guys go and just doing what they do. From Davion Mitchell to Jared Butler to Macy Oteague, they just played a lot of isolation basketball, but not everybody has that type of personnel. So if you're Penny Hardaway, I think bringing in a guy like Larry Brown, who could put in and instill an NBA-style offense and get the guys to maximize that type of offensive system that they want to run is going to do wonders for this team because just giving your guys too much freedom sometimes can be a detriment because you're not getting any flow, you're not getting any ball movement, you're not getting off-the-ball movement, you're not getting communication, teammates aren't trusting into each other, You know, players might not buy into the system fully. I know teams and their players trust in Penny, but... They need to just get the offense to be a little bit more stricter. But if you're a Monty Bates, though, like if you're Penny and you're coaching Monty Bates, again, I know they want to experiment with him playing at the point guard, but you don't want to play Imani Bates at the point guard for the full game just because you don't want to overlook or undervalue how great of a scorer he is. You want to put him on the wing. You want to put him in positions to succeed. Eventually, once he gets stronger, you even want to put him in the post because he's that good of a scorer and that great of a scorer. And so you can experiment with it. And that's my next concern is that, yes, offensively, they've been having a lot of troubles, but also, too, the reason for that is because Penny doesn't really recruit a lot of point guards, and that's a big-time issue, is that even when he does recruit point guards, he doesn't necessarily land them because no offense to Tyler Harris and Alex Lomax because those are two pretty good players, but they're not traditional point guards. They're more so of scoring guards that just happen to be small, so they have to play point guard most of the time. But they're not traditional table setting, you know, floor general, you know, put the players in the right spots, you know, get guys their shots. They're not those type of guys. Can they make passes? Of course. They, they play the game long enough. They know how to play basketball. They know how to be unselfish. I get that. But they need a true point guard. Memphis needs a true point guard to step up. And that's going to be where it gets interesting because you're going to have multiple options. You're going to have Tyler Lomax, or excuse me, Tyler Harris, Alex Lomax, Imani Bates, 
And I think probably the most intriguing point guard player that I would have for this team is Earl Timberlake. Like, Earl Timberlake, because he's not great at shooting the ball like that, I think if you give him the ball and allow him to run the offense, he could open up things for everybody else. And because he's not that great of a shooter, he's an even better slasher when it comes to getting to the rim. He's strong. He's a lefty. He has big, broad shoulders. I think that benefits them a lot because he's going to be playing alongside a whole bunch of shooters. And so I think Penny can do a lot of things like you could really experiment throughout the course of the early season going into you know March and February when things get tight like you're gonna have to experiment a lot with this team just because they have so much like DeAndre Williams you can run your offense through him he's 6'9 he's wiry he's not big or anything like that but you can run your offense through him from the post you know he's a he's a Swiss army knife he can shoot threes he can work off the the elbow the mid-range game like he just does so many things he rebounds at a high level his head is always on a swivel he's always looking to find open teammates he's the goods and then again like I said earlier Landers Nolly is another guy that you could probably even run him at point guard but he is a dude that can score at a high volume too I think he averaged probably like 13 points per game last year but I think you can look for his role to take a little bit of a leap, not too much just because you got Imani now on the wing next to him. And, of course, you also got Lester Quinones. But Landers Notley is another guy that he can go off for 20 on any given night, 25-plus, because he's that good. And I think, honestly, one day down the line, he's going to hear his name drafted into the NBA, and he's going to have a nice, long career. So this team, man, they have a lot of good things. You know, you got a good blend of five-star freshmen. You got a good blend of experience, which I always say, experience wins in the NCAA tournament. You look at the NCAA tournament, the history of the NCAA tournament, experience always wins. It's really two things. It's experience and having that point guard play. And so when I look at it, they have multiple options at point guard, but experience should help them out a lot. And again, I know most of their players, I think all their players have not actually played in the NCAA tournament yet, which is kind of sad, but it is what it is. But experience matters. And I just look at the history of the NCAA tournament. When it comes to point guard play, too, you got guys like Cassius Winston from Michigan State. You know, you got guys like Tyus Jones from Duke, Jalen Brunson from Villanova, Joel Berry from North Carolina, Devontae Graham and Frank Mason from Kansas, Peyton Seaver from Louisville, Trey Burke from Michigan. You need those big-time point guards. And Penny Hardaway is going to need somebody to step up and take the reins and be that point guard. It's just too essential. But all in all, though, they have the talent. They have the roster on paper, but it's time to put it together. It's time to exploit this offense and make it as good as it can be. And, you know, we'll see. I'm really intrigued to see what Imani Bates does in college basketball. And that's another thing, too, because right now he's only 17. And when it comes to the guidelines and the rules of the NBA draft, it's two things. First of all, a player has to be one year removed to enter his name into the draft. And second of all, he has to be 19 years old. And I know right now... Imani is 17. He will be 18 in January. Shout out to the January babies out there. But pretty much, he has to wait two years before he can enter his name to the NBA draft. He's going to have to wait until the 2023 NBA draft to enter his name. So he's going to either have to do two years at Memphis. He could do a year at Memphis and then enter the G League. He's going to have to do something next season after Memphis when it comes to preparing for the NBA draft. But I think this is the right move for him. The Memphis Tigers are going to be one of the most exciting teams of all of college basketball next year. They're going to have all eyes on them pretty much every single game. They're going to have national coverage for the most part of their season. And I'm excited to see it all play out, to be honest with you guys. I think Penny should have learned from his previous mistakes. I think he's grown as a coach. I think he's ready to take this Tigers program to the promised land and get them back on the map because they've already are been put back onto the map just because of the recruiting classes that they've been able to bring in. 
But now it's time to win games. Now it's time to win an AAC championship. Now it's time to win, you know, and get into the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Things like that is how you build and get better. I think adding guys like Larry Brown and Rasheed Wallace should help out in a multitude of ways. So, you know, it's it's big things coming to Memphis. Imani Bates is on his way. Jalen Duran is on his way. And this team, man, they got the talent. They, they truly, truly do have the talent. But it's now about putting it all together with all the talent that they have from Imani Bates to Jalen Duran to Landers Nye to Lesser Quinones to Malcolm Dandridge to DeAndre Williams. Like, you got to put it together now. It is time for Penny Hardaway to make some noise, man. But as always, I appreciate you guys if you made this far, man. Shout out to my 24-hour media lounge, man. Please go follow us on Twitter at 24H Media Lounge. We follow everybody back. Shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports, man. I'm a college basketball writer slash blogger slash journalist. Feature alongside a whole bunch of other really talented writers slash blogger slash journalists. We are at Nuts and Bolts SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Please go follow us for all your sports news and needs. I promise you guys Nuts and Bolts Sports has it all for you. I am also featured on Nuts and Bolts Sports Podcast Network alongside a whole bunch of other really talented content creators and podcast hosts. So please go check us out on our long list of sports podcasts as well, man. You guys be easy. As always, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Please like comment subscribe rate review and share and if you listen to my podcast on apple podcast please leave a rate and review that's how we share grow and expand the podcast i will talk to you guys soon you guys have a nice and productive rest of your week as always peace and love gone